This is episode 30 of the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast. You are listening to the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, business coach and marketing strategist, and together we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness, plus taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Hello, mamas. Today, we are going to talk about something super exciting. We're going to talk about doing hard things. I've talked in the past about the concept of 50-50 and how I approach adversity or challenges in life, those things that we cannot control. But today I want to talk more about proactively doing hard things on purpose. We've all heard the saying by Friedrich Nietzsche, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. And so many of us use this cliche to reference the silver lining of going through challenges, right? But how many of us really believe that there is a benefit to experiencing hard things? Truly believe that, right? Let's think about this for a second. What if we use this saying as more of a mantra to develop strength and resilience on a regular basis? What if we believed that it's something we want to embody or live by. This statement was the most relevant for me after I went through the experience of being diagnosed with cancer. Had I not caught the melanoma when I did, I likely would not be alive today. I was lucky. It didn't kill me, but it took me years to fully realize what kind of opportunity It was to make me stronger. That diagnosis wasn't something I did on purpose, though. And that's what I want to offer you today. How and why we should do hard things and seek discomfort on purpose. Why? Why should we do this? Why is this so important and useful? We all can acknowledge that good things happen and bad things happen. That is part of being human. Our kids have accidents and they get hurt. People may act a way we don't like. Pandemics happen. We can get sick. We can't control all of our circumstances. And we already experience challenges and hardship as it is. Why would we want to create and do more hard things? Here's what I want to offer. This is about taking ownership over what we can control and inviting discomfort for the purpose of growth. What if we can get better at proactively doing hard things? What could that mean for you? What if we could get really good at dealing with discomfort? First, you get to achieve the things that you've been wanting to but maybe only dreaming about. You can also get better results in whatever area of your life you decide you want to. And the hard things that we can't control feel so much easier to deal with. 
Most of us resist this concept. Why on earth would I seek out discomfort when I don't need to? Our brain wants things to be easy and efficient. Stay in the cave. Don't venture out and take risks, right? Doing hard things on purpose goes against what we think we want out of life. So we resist, we procrastinate, we generally want to do everything we can to avoid feeling awful. We want things to be easy. And therefore, we end up staying in the cave, avoiding hard things wherever we can, and missing out on so much. Come with me on this journey for a second. What are those bigger results that we might actually secretly want or wish for? I want you to think for a second and just let your mind go to a place where you are doing things in your life that you may have thought about achieving, but you haven't yet. Perhaps it's something you've been wanting to try or some change to your environment or your career, and I want you to go for a second to that place. If you aren't driving, close your eyes and envision yourself doing, having, or experiencing that new thing. It might be launching a new business, or leaving your 9 to 5, or earning a new level of income, buying a house, or moving somewhere you've always wanted to live. Or perhaps it's planning a big trip with the family, or having another child, or changing or improving a relationship that you have. Maybe it's giving back or finding a way to offer more value to the world. Whatever it is, what is that thing that comes to mind for you when you let yourself sort of dream of this new result? Now ask yourself, why haven't I done it yet? Your brain will love this question. And it will offer you all of the reasons and excuses why this isn't a reality yet or it's too hard for you to do right now. Our minds are so good at doing that. Here's an example. This week, I had new carpet put in my house. Last year, I had some water damage in my bathroom and the construction crews who repaired it severely damaged my current carpet. Finally, this year, I made a decision to get replacement flooring. I knew it was coming. I knew it would require work and would be somewhat disruptive, but it was also important to me to get it done, get it replaced so I could have an end result that I wanted for myself and for my kids so we could all enjoy the home. For anyone who's ever done home improvements or any kind of new flooring knows what this type of project involves. It sounds simple enough to replace carpet, but it is a big project. Every new result that we want involves a number of smaller steps, decisions, and actions that we're going to be required to take to get there. And as we move through the steps to make this new thing happen, it can feel difficult and inconvenient. And there are curveballs that come with the process. The bigger the project or the result, the more things that can go sideways or require us to adjust. So there were a series of actions I needed to take to make this happen. I had to do some research. I had to assess all of the options. I had to compare hardwood and vinyl flooring versus carpet. I had to make time to look at the samples, go to the store, do some price comparison, and get educated about it. I wanted to find resources and make decisions from a place 
that was informed, and I had to make those decisions on color and style and budget and timing. There is no good time to take apart your entire upstairs and move it downstairs for two days. But I had to make my final decision and then put a deposit down so they could order and schedule installation of the carpet. It wasn't going to be convenient. There was no way around that. And there was a long list of steps I needed to take to make it all happen. I had to move client calls and adjust my work schedule. I had to work from the kitchen with lots of noise upstairs and lots of dust. My bathrooms were filled with furniture upstairs. And being an introvert that I am, having a crew of people in the home for two days during COVID, well, I don't have to elaborate on why that wasn't ideal. But instead of huffing and puffing and resisting and complaining about how disruptive it was, I chose a different experience this time. I chose a different thought. And that thought was, this is really good work for me. As I moved through all of the actions that I needed to take to prepare, I just decided I was going to go through this in a new way. I considered the amazing benefit, of course, of having new carpet, but I wanted to get more out of doing this journey than just having new flooring at the end of it. So I'm going to tell you today the steps of the process that I went through and how you can apply this practically in your own life or work and why this was so valuable. This process flexes our resilience muscle. Through this, I gained compassion, patience, wisdom, and even enjoyment of this journey instead of being focused on the negative aspect of it and just wishing it would be done with. The whole experience felt so much different than it could have and so much better. It is possible to feel good about not feeling good. And let me tell you, in the end, the result was so much sweeter. This process also gives you true confidence to experience harder things that you don't have control over. So you don't have to be as afraid of dealing with those challenging circumstances. So here are the practical steps I want to offer you. Number one, plan. When you go back to that vision or dream you have of having something new in your life, think about it. What is it? How does it feel? What is the specific end result you are after? And now, as you think about what getting there might look like, grab a piece of paper and do a download of all of the things that you think are getting in your way. Write down all of the obstacles or thoughts that you have about this end result that you want. Now pick one of those obstacles and break it down. What is one small action step or strategy you could do right now to address that specific obstacle? It is possible to break down a big end result into smaller steps that you can one by one put into your calendar. Now, so many of you are thinking, I don't have space in my calendar as it is. I can't add anything else. So what if you asked yourself, how might I be able to create more time and space in the calendar 
for this important result. The second step of the process is pursue. Understand there will be a series of decisions and actions that aren't going to feel easy or convenient, but move through those steps anyway. As you do this, I want you to ask yourself, how can I use this as an opportunity to teach myself something? I also want you to consider what are some of the difficult emotions and feelings that you may experience going through this process. I did this while I was sitting in the middle of it, in the dust, working from the kitchen with all the banging, and I did a thought download of all of the thoughts of frustration and people being in the house and it being messy, and there were tons of thoughts and tons of feelings I had about it. Then, once you've done that, you can creatively problem solve. Consider how you might be able to move yourself through those thoughts and those emotions rather than dwelling on them in a negative way. And listen, there will be curveballs. There were in the process of this installation for me. When you have home improvements or major projects that involve other people, materials, deadlines, the more variables there are, the more things you can't control, the more unexpected that can come up. So it's also valuable to anticipate that there will be changes. There will be disruptions and unexpected as you go through this process. After you've begun pursuing the steps and taking those actions, the last step is to process. And by that, I mean acknowledge the emotions. You may feel dread or anxiety going into it, apprehension, or even excitement. You'll probably experience a lot of different emotions. Process them. You are human. You can be at peace with this. Exercise the thought, I can do this. Understand there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. As I went through those two days, I really liked stepping back and observing my brain and what I was thinking and the things that I was feeling based on where I was in the process. And the emotions that I felt were all over the board. Discomfort, disorganization, frustration, impatience, excitement. And I took time to process and investigate each and every one. I really felt them. When in the past, I was more likely to just be frustrated and complain and white-knuckle it through, I can't wait for this to be over, it actually isn't helpful to our resilience to do that and resist it. It's so much more exhausting to us. Understanding where you are and tuning in as a witness to your mind and how you're feeling in your body helps us be more conscious throughout. This is a process that I love to watch my clients experience as well. After we get clear on the end result that they want, we begin going through the simple strategic steps of getting to that goal. And emotions come up. It happens for all of us. So we deal with each one of those one at a time and move past them. We accept that it's okay to feel awful. It's okay to do hard things instead of resisting all of those emotions. And if we get better at feeling awful, 
instead of trying to destroy that negative feeling, it becomes much easier to process the next more difficult thing. So the three things we talked about to do hard things on purpose are plan, pursue, and process. You can build this mental endurance and resilience on purpose. Now, when myself or my clients are going after some big new result, we see this mountain that we'll need to climb very differently. We're able to take the wisdom into the journey with us, and it makes our experience so much more valuable and powerful. If you want to understand how to incorporate this into your life, schedule a free mini session with me and I will help you uncover where this is getting in the way of you getting the results you truly desire. I hope this has been helpful and I hope you mamas have a wonderful week. I'll see you next time.